Hello, world, and welcome back to the Morning Geekdom Podcast. As always, I am your host, Anthony Matulin, and today I am joined by Tyler. On today's podcast, we discuss a movie celebrating its 30th anniversary, Roadhouse. For those of you who are new to the podcast, the Morning Geekdom is a place where friends congregate to discuss all things pop culture. Hope you enjoy it. Let's get started. How's a guy like you end up a boxer? Just lucky, I guess. Dalton's an unusual guy, and he's got an unusual job. His reputation is impressive. I run the show completely. And his demands are simple. Be nice until it's time to not be nice. Patrick Swayze. You always carry your medical records around with you? Saves time. Roadhouse, rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Tyler, I, I wanted to, uh, watching this movie yesterday uh Mm -hmm. has has anybody ever said like oh this is a film or this is a movie (laughs) like you i'm sure like pretentious people have told you that right oh yeah right but with this like i get it this is a movie this is not a film absolutely yeah you as great as this movie is to me and as much as i love it i would never say this is a film it's just uh it's it's a bit low class (laughs) and and it wants to be low class and it succeeds at low class like more than every low class movie he has ever succeeded correct so yeah this is not a film yeah this is not some um, art house like oh we're making art this is this movie maybe more than any movie ever knows what it is is not trying to be something different than what like it's a dude who's a professional bouncer in kansas city kansas city like beating people up and there's like terror they treat women terrible in this movie it is just it's it knows what it is yep and it's, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable still. It is. <laughs> and and uh, my wife, as I'm walking in here to record this, she she usually shames me, makes me feel like a dork for doing a podcast awesome. in general, just because she's just getting at me. Shout out to Ashley. But, right, yeah, I guess. But um, <laughs> she she's made me feel like such a loser for, first of all, loving this movie, and second of all, spending time to talk about it and more or less analyze it. So... Yeah, this is uh, not one that um, people respect in a lot of ways, but that's their fault. So that's this is problem. you and Ashley aren't sitting down on like a Thursday night. Kids are asleep, you know, get the popcorn going and you're not watching Broadhouse. That's literally what happened. I watched this Thursday night and I said, <laughs> you want to watch this? And she laughed and said, no. Has she seen terrible it? Movie. Yeah, we watched it. So I, I was turned on to this movie. I never saw it as a kid in like 2008. A guy I used to work with at the newspaper, Brett Bowen, who I'm going to make sure listens to this podcast. He told me I need to watch. It's his favorite movie. I'd never heard of it. He says, you need to watch Roadhouse. And so I bought it like sight unseen. You know, I, I just bought it. For like $5. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and watched it with Ashley. And I fucking loved it. And oh, part of my ha- uh, life happiness to Brett Bowen. Um, but Ashley hated it throughout <laughs> the movie and has refused to watch it ever since so she she rejected me thursday night but i had a good time i mean it's what point are you going to show indy this movie <laughs> oh man I don't like 18 <laughs> yeah maybe like you said the the womanizing here i think in the era we're in now especially even like from a few years ago the sure. last time i watched this it's even more um appalling sure in a lot of ways so He'll have to be an adult to, it, <laughs> to watch this movie. It's a tough look for how uh-huh. they treat women in this movie. Oh, God, yeah. It's yep. it's it's tough. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever... I mean, obviously, you watch it. I've, I can't even tell you... I think I watched this with my dad when really? I was, like, young, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
certainly didn't see it in the theater. I mean, I was like nine, yeah. but I yeah. remember watching it well into my like early teens. I remember seeing this movie. Yeah. Um, well, and even watching it then, I'm like, you know, you're like, oh, boobs and mm-hmm. <laughs> violence. And you're like, I'm in. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> but you don't really start realizing like how terrible, like how, mm-hmm. I don't even know the right word. Just, it, it's just, it, it's not a good look. Abusive. And it's very abusive. Yeah. And they, they're they very one-dimensional how they write them and treat, you know, women in general mm-hmm. in this movie. Uh, but you don't really realize it when you're young watching it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't... And maybe... Go ahead. I don't think this is that different than a lot of other 80s movies, though. True. Yeah. The 80s are, by and large, to just kind of be wiped away in terms of, like... Probably. Uh, <laughs> societal norms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it makes me feel even a little dirty saying how much I love this movie, considering how bad it is in certain respects. Yeah, I think but, though, again, the way way I think about comedies, obviously, objectify is what I was thinking. I mean, they're yeah, really objectifying yeah. women in this. I think that you have to look at it when it was made and understand at that point, you know, it was a little fast and loose with their rules, mm. and that it really is like a time capsule piece, and yeah. it's not something obviously you would watch now and be okay with but you can watch it because of when it was made it going off on a little bit of a tangent when nicolette and i did the mary poppins podcast i kind of felt that Mm. same way about that because that movie very much um does not treat women great and Mm. i was like man i don't know if i'd want to show my kid this movie in in 2019 um but then again you have to think about where we were in the 60s when the movie was made and Mm. and so like i think i'd be okay with it if you have that conversation before watching True. the movie. I remember you you and Nicolette talking about that during that episode. Yeah. Um, and I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But yeah, there are so many movies where the era they were the era they were made in um, is just a completely different beast sure. uh, from what we are in now. And so um, yeah, the this is one of those movies where you know, I, and that's that was never part of the appeal of this movie. No. Um and I'm sure as a nine-year-old, like you said, the boobs and the violence. Sure. You're, you're not paying attention to the womanizing. That's not a thought in your no. mind, I'm sure. You're just, I mean, you're a nine-year-old kid. You see boobs, that's objectifying, and you don't really understand that at that point. Right. But that's never been the appeal, um, and it's not now. So I just like, uh, I just love Dalton, man. <laughs> he's, he's one of a kind in the history of cinema. Dude, uh, uh, there's the, the one burning question. There's, well, watching the movie and trying to be critical of it i got a lot of questions and i think a lot of them are unanswerable but my main (laughs) question is what the fuck is a cooler (laughs) has anybody ever applied to be a cooler (laughs) have you ever heard of somebody who's an actual cooler and how in 1989 does everybody pre-social media pre-internet know of this specific cooler see i've heard of a cooler in terms uh in terms of a casino okay Uh, there was a movie i think called the cooler with william h macy and i think alec baldwin and uh woman i'm whose name i'm forgetting um but yeah i've heard that a cooler at a casino with somebody who will come and try to somebody who's hot uh, win a lot of money the cooler comes along and cools them down but no i'd never heard of it in this context okay. and you're right who how does this become a thing yeah yeah and again my the question i always have is like how do they know who this guy is yeah right it's it's all this is like this is that's the intrigue of you know the pre-social media era is that everything's word of mouth and the legend grows and (laughs) that's what's so amazing is when he uh, he shows up to the first time for the first time at the double deuce and um 
the brown haired waitress, I'm yep. forgetting her name, uh, says, you know, what's your name? He says, Dalton. She says, oh shit, I've heard of you. Yeah. And so he's just this guy who travels town to town and is. <laughs> Philosophy and is, major. Right. It's like he's Bono or LeBron. Everybody knows Dalton. He's a fucking legend. Everybody knows him except for when he calls uh, Wade Garrett and like calls oh. where Wade is working, which appears to be a strip club. Right. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to Wade. And then the, the guy who answers the phone is like, I don't know, some guy named Dalton. So like everybody <laughs> yeah. else knows who you are, but mm-hmm. your boy works where he works and you're, he's also famous, Wade, Wade Garrett. Yep. That guy doesn't know who Dalton is. And yep. I'm just like, eh, come on. That's a bit of a stretch, true. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, yeah, man. I, like I said, I, I love this movie as well. Watched it a lot. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's the quintessential, you know, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but like, it's a terrible good movie. Oh yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a bad movie. It's not good. And it's so good. It's not good. And yeah. it's not even bad where it's like cringeworthy. Like the performances yeah. aren't terrible. Writing's yeah. pretty terrible. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not shot like bad. It's uh-huh. not, there's no effects. There's no special effects. It's just, I think it's a terrible premise. Oh, it's the worst premise. It's, I mean, it might be the worst premise in the history of movies. It, imagine yeah. sitting down to write a movie about a philosophy graduate from NYU right. who turns into this larger than life bouncer who's convinced to move to a shithole country in middle America. Shithole town, not a country. <laughs> shithole shit town, shithole, whatever. Yeah. Shithole town in middle America. Kansas City. And works at a bar that's so terrible, it's so filled with violence that they have to put the house band inside a steel cage. <laughs> and that's just the start. Yeah. And then, oh God. And yeah, he's tiny. Is, he's a little right, dude. Yeah. He's a little dude. <laughs> and yeah, it's the worst premise for a movie you could ever draft up. Can I read you the, the this might be my favorite synopsis I've ever written or ever uh, read anywhere on IMDb? Let's hear it. I haven't seen it. A tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's kind of fitting with a lot of his lines in this movie are just super short and sweet <laughs> and powerful. It's because he's shy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, you saw, as we were getting ready to go on the pod, you saw a couple of the taglines. Give me a couple. Hit me with a couple. These are great. These are great. The first one, Dalton lives like a loner, fights like a professional, and loves like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> Second one, this is after Dirty Dancing had come out and he's Patrick Swayze become a star. So the second one is the dancing's over, now it gets dirty. (laughs) That's my favorite one. I know. That is really good. (laughs) It's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. The line like you said, the the writing is bad, the dialogue's terrible, but I think it's it's like meant to be terrible and it's so good because they really tried to make it as terrible as possible. Yeah. This is this is the, it's hard. I don't know how I would quantify this at all, but this is like the most 80s movie of any movie oh, yeah. I've ever seen. I think you're right. Everything from like the fashion, his pants mm, in this movie yeah. are amazing. They're like at his navel. <laughs> He's got a lot of like, like synthetic shirts, mm-hmm. the hair, the fashion, the mm-hmm. the lingo, the mm-hmm. open like drug use, everybody's oh, God, smoking. Yeah. Like it is super, super 80s and I love it. That was uh, that's one thing that surprised me is that the 
so much smoking in this movie. Cigarettes like crazy in this movie. So that's so like a different world, an insane amount of smoking in the 80s. That's what bothered you. <laughs> Everything else in this movie is okay, but the fact that they're stri- you know, striking up like a Marlboro Red, a couple heaters, that's the problem. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. I mean, it didn't bother me. It's just saying it kind of, I mean, I, I'm not a smoker, but uh, <laughs> but that really stuck stu- stood out to me. And yeah, like you said, you know, there's the opening scene where, there's all these Mercedes in the parking lot and this woman walks in in high heels and the total 80s outfit yep. with the scrunchie in her hair yep. and they're flashing the gold American Express cards. It's very much an 80s movie. Yeah, the, the cars, everything. I mean, they got like yeah. the uh, the Magna P.I. Ferrari at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I've never been like a nightclub guy and I can't imagine you have either. No. Is this what the nightclubs were like? Man. And if I they guess. were, if you were going to a place where dudes were pulling out switchblades, like, are you going back? No. And that's that's another thing. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the writing and what makes this movie so ridiculous. But everyone has a fucking switchblade. And then some guy's got a Rambo knife just <laughs> ready to pull out. Everyone has a switchblade. And so if this is what 80s, you know, the only thing missing was like the shitload of cocaine. Right. But if this is what nightclubs were or are, then, man, I'm. I'm glad I missed that boat. Yeah, because they only make one reference to drugs. And I think it's the one of the waitresses is selling drugs uh-huh. when he gets the double deuce and he fires. That's like the only, I think, reference to drugs. Everything else you, is is yeah. violence, boobs, and fucking. Yep. <laughs> and, and you don't see the drugs. You see the woman try to hand off money to the waitress and she says not here so maybe that was like to maintain a certain rating what what rating is this movie i mean this movie's oh, an r oh it's gotta be r <laughs> <It's> yeah, <got laughs> okay. of course yeah. i mean yeah. you see multiple boobs again like yeah, yeah. super super violence yeah <laughs> nobody dying so may- except for get when they get their you know adam's apple ripped off ripped out and then it turns <laughs> into like a pretty violent movie in that last scene oh, yeah yeah like there's a lot well, of shotguns <laughs> Everyone's gonna die. Everybody's no one dying. dies, and then everyone fucking dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Nineteen eighty-nine, as I mentioned, thirty thirtieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Directed by this is the best name for anybody who's ever directed a specific movie. Rowdy Harrington. It's oh, perfect. Dude's name is Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has directed like nothing else. Has nine credits to his name. That's kind of surprising. Yeah. Thirty-nine percent Rotten Tomatoes by audience or by critics. Oof. Not not surprising. Yeah. Sixty-six by audience. This might be the lowest-rated movie we're ever going to do on the podcast. <laughs> That's probably true. It might be. I mean, we got we got some other ones. You know, we're going to do Lake Placid. We're going to do Anaconda. Oh, I'm going to try oh, to sneak god. in Demolition Man with somebody. Oh my god! Why? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go over what some of the bad '80s movies are that I like '80s and '90s okay. movies. All right. Don't I can dig listen it. to me. Don't say, oh, my God, why? And then say how much. Don't lament over Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I guess I just didn't like those movies that much back then. But you didn't I, like Demolition actually, I liked Man? Lake Placid. No, okay. I did like those. What was, I, hate, I hated Anaconda. I think because I hate snakes. I hate snakes, too. So. But the sheer, like, how terrible that movie is is amazing. Yeah. Like how bad the, everything with the snake for the most part they try to do practical and you can yeah. literally see like the the like That's... the the strings on the on the fucking snake. The snake is the least realistic looking animal ever in any movie. I think that's why another reason why that movie did not appeal to me in any way. John Voight with his shitty accent. <laughs> oh, fucking John Voight. I think it was like Owen one of Owen Wilson's first movies. He's in that. 
Yeah, he gets eaten by the snake, and then the snake is like <laughs> goes into the water and like slithers away underwater, and you just see the in like the in. Uh, Oh, I don't God. know if it's like what what you call it, like the indention, or you see Owen Wilson His in the body. snake's body, and you can see oh it's God. him. It's the best. Oh my God, <laughs> it's the best. Uh, you gotta watch movie. it, dude. But I'll listen. I'll that, listen. That came out like in our heyday. I think. What are we like? 16? I know. Seventeen. I, I yes, and I saw it at the, in the theater, and I did not like it at all. All right. All right. Fair enough. I mean, it's all no right. uh, it's no Double Trouble, or what was that movie? Double trouble. Double impact. Double impact. Double impact. Yeah. Rodman and Jean Claude Van Damme. Fuck! What a what a combo. How man. did they get our money? Did we get him for free to that movie? Jean, we probably we saw it at uh, El Dorado. Yeah, I think we saw so it when I worked there. I would have paid to see that movie. <laughs> I mean, that's that's mid nineties, late nineties Bulls Dennis Rodman, it's and like he's like the most 96. well known. Yeah. Okay. And so he's at his peak. He's maybe one of the most well-known athletes in the world because of his weirdness. Yeah. And and goodness on the basketball court. And sure. then Jean-Claude. I mean he's Jean-Claude's probably top 5 of the 90s in like <laughs> action stars and who we loved, right? I fucking love Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme. I'd pay for that movie again. Yeah, 90s, I don't know. 80s, like late 80s for sure. I I would have to look. I don't remember when like Kickboxer and fucking Bloodsport. Like Heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Universal right Soldier. That. Yeah, yeah, that was probably mostly '80s. But he was, uh, he was a draw, man. I yeah. would have, I would have, I'm sure I saw every single Jean Claude Van Damme movie in the theater. Street Fighter. Yep. So well, yeah. Somehow I just watched again Universal Soldier the other day. I think what? I was like, I think I was. It was right before Violet was born. I think I was just tired and I like put something on to fall asleep to, and somehow that's what it was. Was it? Any, it, any I was kind like of good. It's not good, but yeah. I was like, I'm going to watch it. And I fell asleep, but yeah. Yeah. If you don't remember, Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren who is mm-hmm. like the bad guy, collects ears <laughs> and oh, wears wow. them on a necklace <laughs> of the people Doesn't he's killed. He... And he's like a Marine. I don't remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're like Marines. Doesn't he eat? They're in like, like Southeast Asia, Vietnam, someplace like that. He is gonna like arbitrarily murder like the 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 town. Je, you know, John Claude is like the good guy of the group. Yeah, saves them, but they kill each other, and then they become super soldiers. <laughs> oh fuck! I don't even remember the premise. That's the premise. Doesn't, isn't there something with super big black scorpions in the beginning of some? Not that one. This one is set in quote unquote like realism. Oh, maybe, wow. maybe it. I don't remember, but I don't, I don't think so. It's terrible, but it's worth yeah. a watch. I might have to. <laughs> Sounds kind of good. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, let's just go real quick. Actually, let's go over some of the shitty, shitty 80s movie, 80s, 90s movies, right? So what I would consider like the best terrible movies. So okay. I have a quick list. Let's, you know, I'll go over my list. I know you, I think you, you have some as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. So I have Lake Placid, Anaconda, Tremors. Oh, man. Yeah. What a movie. What a great movie. Over the Top. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, you've seen Over the Top. Sylvester Stallone. Oh, of course. Trucker. Heck yeah. Professional arm, arm wrestler. wrestling competition. Yeah. <laughs> Deep Blue Sea. That was okay. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. Okay. Demolition Man and Mortal Kombat. Those are great. Mortal Kombat might be those the best really one good. of all of those. Or Tremors. Yeah. Tremors. I loved that movie. We owned that movie on VHS, and uh, <laughs> I, I, we watched that. Over and over and over. Okay, so Damien super, like, really, really wants to do a Tremors pod, so I think we're going to do one. It just feels like a Halloween pod, like around that time, oh, yeah, maybe. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not a horror movie, but I think it's you know sci-fi horror type thing. Are you in? Sure. I'm in. Yeah. You're in. We'll book it right now. If, if you'll have me. Of course. All right. So what do you got? Some of these stretch into the 2000s. That's and okay. You didn't give me a time frame. No, that's good. Um, and some of these maybe like first ones on my first one on my list is Billy Madison. Okay. Which I think probably received higher scores than a lot of the ones you named and that I'll name. Um, yeah. But it's not a good movie. It's just a great, really yeah, enjoyable yeah, movie. Yeah. But I don't know. That I would say uh, Billy Madison is terrible. It's not a t- okay. Yeah. So it, that one seemed like on the fence, but it doesn't yeah. go like in my my the way I would judge this is it's so bad it comes around and it's enjoyable. And so I think you'll agree with number two on my list. She's all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, I've watched it two dozen times in my life, and sure. it's like the the part where he's doing the little hacky sack poem on the stage. Yes. Might be the worst moment in the history of movies. Uh, and I still like that movie a lot. Freddie Prince Jr. is not in any good movies. No. You can honestly, I can honestly say he's not in a movie that I'm like, that's a good movie. Yeah. Not. Yeah. There's <laughs> not a single one. Um, Step Up. Did you see that? Step Up is the cheerleading movie? No. That one, I almost put this one on. That's, uh, what's that one called? Step Up is with Channing Tatum and his wife. Oh, the dancing uh, one. The, the dance first movie. One. Yeah, yeah. It's, his ex-wife. It's not good. Oh, ex-wife, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not a good movie, <laughs> but I really liked it. I mean, okay. I can't dance for shit, so I respect people who can. You love Channing Tatum. Hey, he's good. Um, I watched Magic Mike 2 by myself. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no, bad. you didn't. I did. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was in the hospital, and... Uh, it was just like not a major thing, but I was there and it was like all these movies I was watching. And anyway. Did you get a bone? Uh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Commando. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the, the fucking movie. bad guy has like a chain link shirt, like a mesh shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get, uh, get to the chopper. Yep. This movie, I know I, th- I know. Uh, Damien had said he really liked it too. I think it's was panned and people hated it but it's awesome the last action hero okay yeah that movie's terrible i I don't like it so i'm not oh it doesn't go full circle for me i think that movie's just bad but i got you oh okay all right um the (laughs) beach the beach is is not a good movie but yeah yeah, i'm with you oh no man no no no. i'm in i'm in i'm in on the The last action hero real quick don't they try to kill like a group of people with a like a body like something in a body at a funeral yes (laughs) because the guy's name was like leo the fart (laughs) <laughs> okay. that sounds very familiar i haven't seen that in two decades and isn't um, isn't the 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 head the the lannister father the bad yes, guy charles day yes. right? yes okay and so when i first saw him i don't think i'd seen him in anything until from this movie mid 90s to game of thrones season one or two whenever it was and i thought oh shit that's the last action hero guy <laughs> i don't know what i don't know anything else he's been in i don't know his name and i don't want to know it whatever um, happened to the kid in that movie yeah, I don't know, man. I think I remember seeing him around that time in some commercials for cool toys, but uh, he, who knows? Okay, yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, Tremors is on my list. Yeah. And then uh, this might be another Billy Madison type, um, not another teen movie. Okay. I mean, that's that's trying to be bad yeah. in a lot of ways, yeah. so maybe it doesn't fit. Um, yeah, spoof like movies, them. it's hard to do because they're, they're intentionally bad. True. Okay. That's my list. I forgot Broken Arrow. Oh, yeah. Man, that's bad, but great. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. It's it's so bad, dude. <laughs> it's it's really bad. Yeah, we were talking about it on the pod with uh, with Beth, 
and oh, Rob, yeah. where they said she's loves Face Off. That's a, see, Face Off and Con Air are two movies that I really liked back then. Uh, I haven't seen them in a while, mm-hmm. but I love those movies. And then I remember people saying they're really bad. Do you think those movies are bad? Uh, I think Face Off is a really, really bad movie. Con Air is it is what it is. It's like a you know a, kind of a corny action movie. Yeah. Um, and it actually holds up pretty well. It's it's enjoyable. Yeah. There's I read some article I think on the Ringer Ringer dot com where they mm-hmm. made the argument that Con Air is actually the greatest movie ever made. Wow. <laughs> and it's pretty. Uh, it wasn't bad. The article Dude, was, was kind of convincing. I'm surprised that people really dislike it, and it, I think it got terrible reviews at the time. Oh, yeah. But I loved that movie back then. It has a lot of really good people in it. It has a ton I of good actors, yeah. Nick Cage hadn't become what he is now, where he's kind of like this, you know, people mock him in a lot of ways because he does every movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, I thought that was really a good movie. Yeah, that was like peak Nick Cage. Yeah. I think he did that after he won the Academy Award as well. He did, yeah. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer movies get uh-huh. this, get yeah. that title. And I'm not the biggest Michael Bay fan by any stretch of the imagination. But again, mm-hmm. I think the Con Air is in the kind of rock I form rock. of, yeah, where, you know, it's self-aware. It knows what it is. Yeah, you right, know, it's not right. trying to be anything special. The only thing I would say with Con Air that's kind of a rough watch is uh, there's the Danny Trejo plays a dude who is a rapist. Yeah, and he gets tattooed a rose every time he rapes somebody. That's a tough yeah. look. That's a tough character to have in a movie. And Steve Buscemi is um, a pedophile, right? Uh, like he's a serial killing. He's a serial killer. They don't ever say he's a pedophile. Um, they kind of the, allude to that because he's sitting with a little girl in yeah. a, in a swimming pool. Yeah. Um, I would be in for a sequel of that movie to see what happens to him because he gets off the plane. Right. And I was just like, I was always interested in what happened. I'm not a big John Cusack fan, so I could have done without him being uh, kind of the the main. Yeah. What was it protagonist? I guess he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he and was. I remember yeah. he has like wicker shoes on in that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah, he has like a linen suit and wicker shoes. Um, but no, it's not bad. Yeah, I really liked that movie a lot um, back then. I remember liking The Rock a, a ton. Oh man! You know, in like '95, '96. That's that's a great action movie. Did you listen to the last it. pod that uh, we did with Rob where he compared Armageddon and The Rock? Y- yep. The worst take ever, right? Uh, I didn't totally agree with him. <laughs> what was your... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is... It's. I told him it's like the worst... Think, I think it's yeah. the worst thing I've ever heard him say. It just didn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> but in, you know, individually, I love those two movies. Yeah. I, I can't get down with, with Armageddon um, for whatever reason. I think it might be the cast. The premise is pretty ridiculous. Like, again... Isn't it easier to train <laughs> astronauts to be like uh, like drillers? I don't know. I don't remember what they were technically. Yeah. Than yeah. it is to train these dudes who do drilling to be astronauts. Like when <laughs> it have just been. Yeah, I get it. It's a. It's much much more difficult to become an astronaut than basically anything else on the planet. Correct. Uh, so yeah, yeah. But hey, we're gonna but, train these guys who are like working on oil rigs and shit to right, uh, yeah. to be astronauts in uh-huh. like two weeks. <laughs> I think it was less than two weeks, too. <laughs> so, I love that movie. You know, there's a lot of holes in the premise, but it, it is what it oh, is. Oh, sure. I saw that movie three times in like 16 hours with the day it came out. How was that even no possible? Joke. You didn't leave my the theater? Ben, <laughs> my brother Ben worked at Gateway, okay, the Gateway Theater off of Kolb, and uh, we saw the midnight showing. <laughs> I loved it. The next day, came back with the girl I was sort of dating at the time. Who was and that? Then, Who was that, Tyler? You don't know her. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> and then, uh, did you know anybody at that school? You went to school like four days that entire year. I graduated. You did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I didn't go to school quite a, a ton. So not that year. No, sorry, I don't mean to bring up any. No, you're good. Issues. You're good. I know you dated the girl who had the cell phone. Remember, uh, you and I went to. We we went on that epic road trip, which will have to be that was that'll be a podcast on its own at some point. Should be. Um, and she that was my that was my mom's cell phone. Oh, right? that was your mom's cell phone. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was hers. And we tried to get her a hat at Disneyland, and it was they wouldn't write what you wanted because it was inappropriate. <laughs> what? What did I want it to say? I don't remember. <laughs> that doesn't sound. <laughs> I don't. Know, that's interesting. Anyways, go ahead. Saw it three times. Yeah. Saw it with this girl I was sort of dating and then saw it, like, as soon as it went it was over, went came back and saw it with my friend Noah. Oh, saw man. Saw it three times in, like, 18 hours. All right. So you were in. I was in. And you're still into this day. Yeah. And what does is, what is, uh, Ashley think about Armageddon? She probably doesn't like it. But she'd probably watch it if I said, hey, let's watch Armageddon. Yeah, but she probably wouldn't be excited about it. No, no. she's not a big movie person. Well, shame on her. I mean, she is. She is raising two little children. Nah, but she. Uh, so am I. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, fifteen million dollars it cost to make this movie. Where'd all the money go? <laughs> yeah, man. Maybe the car explosion at the end, or all the bullets and all the alcohol and broken glass cleanup. Well, I know they said specifically like the Bigfoot scene. When the Bigfoot oh, runs oh, through yeah. the dealership, cost them five hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god! Who? Okay, so this movie has so much going on, and then at some point, someone says, "You know what else we need in this movie? <laughs> Fucking Bigfoot!" Right, like actual Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, like this dude is driving this around as his daily driver. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Ludicrous. Yeah, that was. Uh... It's the most. It's the most ridiculous part of this whole movie. Yeah, and and it, just like you said, it's they just said, let's just go fucking crazy. Let's do the craziest thing we can think of. We'll destroy a car dealership with Bigfoot. <laughs> so fifteen million dollars to make made thirty million in the U.S. So not mm-hmm. not terrible. And then it made eighty seven internationally. Oh God, <laughs> who's seeing this movie internationally? Ah man, I mean Swayze was a big star by this time. I get yeah, that's true. And it this was pre Point Break, pre Ghost. Mm-hmm. So he really only had that's true. Uh. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing. I mean, he had, you know, he had, uh, what the fuck is the movie called with all the the Outsiders? Oh, yeah. Like, he's been part yeah. of an ensemble cast, but he wasn't, like, the main guy. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah? Did you, you know that the Double Deuce was in Anaheim? Yeah, I looked this up, and it was, uh, well, I, th- I thought it was um, in Santa Clarita. So I think it was... Okay. Just down the street from Six Flags. Okay, because I saw that it was in Anaheim, like the, okay. where they shot the interior. Oh my bad. Okay. Yeah. I yeah I was very surprised to see that. It looked. Um, I mean, there can be shitty places in any town in America, but I thought, yep, yeah, this looks like Missouri. We'll see. And and I thought that too. But then watching it last night, some of the shots, especially when when Wade gets there and they're they have that fight outside. Yeah. And it's day. It doesn't look like Kansas City because it looks like the fucking desert. Right. That's true. Yeah, apparently they, uh, they, the double deuce, they shot all the inside scenes at some club and bar in, in Anaheim, which is no longer there. And I think we fucked up by never visiting. No shit, man. Well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. And so it's torn down? Yeah, I guess. Ah, oh, shit. Because oh. I'm in Anaheim every year, so I could just go back, but I guess not. All right, guys. So you want to get into these categories? Yep. All right. So the first category, most watchable scene, 
Dalton shows up at the double deuce for the first time. So this is, I think at this is this sets the whole movie off where you see like what kind of human beings are in this movie and like <laughs> what kind of just deplorable activities are going to happen. Yep. Did they find the, all the worst people to work in one bar in this little town in Kansas City? <laughs> they must have, man. And, and I think it was, uh, it all stems from Brad Wesley, the guy who's who runs the town. Right. And uh, I think he just attracts the worst of humanity and he put them all in this one place. But all at this one bar too? <laughs> I mean, is there another bar in this little town? That is true. That is true. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know, man. You got be- people throwing beers at like a blind guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like you're just it's, openly allowed to assault people, whether you're a bouncer or not. Like they're just openly yeah. like, fuck you. I'm going to punch you in the face because I don't like you. The, the, you saying that, it, I know they have them behind a steel cage and you know, like a chain link fence. Sure. Is there a more inhumane thing to do than throw a bottle at a blind person. They do have the scene where there's a big fight and what appears to be a mentally challenged man at the bar. Oh yeah. And someone throws a bottle in his face. Yeah. So I I think they're both pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah. They're, yeah. They're covering all their bases with all the shit. Yeah. Do you think people, anybody died in that scene? (laughs) It's a full on brawl. That's the thing is their fights are just so intense. Somebody's got to die from blunt force trauma along the way. So I got I got two two very specific questions about this scene. One, mm-hmm. what is their furniture bill like? Because <laughs> yeah. every, every night table's done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> two, what do you think their insurance premiums like at the double deuce? Oh my god. High. Yeah. It's got to be high. Good thing the owner is coming to some money somehow. Yeah, that's a real like they never really talk about that either. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. And he says, oh, I know you like 12 times in this movie. Yeah, I know you. <laughs> in a very creepy <laughs> yeah, yeah. sort of like yeah, man. sexual way sort of. I think the creepiest person in this whole movie, though, is the brunette waitress. Yeah, Carrie. Yeah, she is just Carrie shows in? up to fucking Dalton's house. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you know where I live? <laughs> I just know. I just yeah. know. Watching I'm, him get dressed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Smoking a cigarette, and then he looks at the pastry, and he's like, no, nah, I'm not eating that, but let me smoke this cigarette at 6 right. in the morning. <laughs> Got to take care of my body. Yeah, it's a temple. Watch me go do my weird <laughs> whatever he's doing at the water. Yeah. What is he doing at the water? Man, who knows? What is that? What what what, what kind of uh, martial arts is that? I think it's Tai Chi, I think. But then it also – I mean, Tai Chi is more just aerobic, I believe, and he's got some – like aggressive moves in there more or less. So maybe it's not Tai Chi. Isn't that like a a type of tea? Tai Chi? No, Tai Chi is, no. I'm thinking Chai Tea. (laughs) (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) All right. Um, Next scene is Dalton explains the rules. Tyler, do you know what the rules are? He has three rules about working at the bar. Do you know what they are? Be nice. That's one of them. Uh, Be nice until when? Until it's time to not be nice. How will he know that? I'll tell you. Ah, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, walk them. You know. Walk, walk them. I forget the. Oh, I forget them all. Tell okay. me. Okay. So one, never underestimate your opponent. Oh, Expect yeah. the unexpected. <laughs> Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two, take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, 
Be nice. Come on. If somebody gets in your face and calls you a cocksucker, I want you to be nice. Okay. Ask him to walk, but be nice. If he won't walk, walk him, but be nice. If you can't walk him, one of the others will help you, and you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's a job. It's nothing personal. Uh-huh. Being called a cocksucker isn't personal? No. It's two nouns combined to elicit a prescribed response. I wonder if somebody calls my mama a whore. <laughs> Is she? <laughs> I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. Yep. And what if he calls my mama a whore? Is she? <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> the best, too, is he's like, he calls me a cocksucker. That's nothing, uh, that's not personal. What does he say? It's just two nouns. Two words put together to make one, I think. <laughs> to elicit a reaction or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. the best. Uh, that we have uh, Dalton meets Wesley at his house. That's mm. just like the quintessential like hero-villain meetup in the 80s where yeah. they're just like eyeballing each other, feeling each other out. Mm. And then they have like the cliche, you know, what will it take to work for me? No <laughs> amount of money in the world or some shit like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, easy killer. <laughs> and then uh, Wade Garrett gets to the double deuce. So Man. I'm just going to say this. I've never thought anybody's cooler in any movie ever than Wade Garrett. <laughs> You're right. And you know what? In the history of humanity, has anyone ever had a more beautiful head of hair than Sam Elliott in this movie? No. And he looks like he could be 100 or he could be 20. <laughs> right. He's amazing. And he ties it back into like a top knot and you're like, all right, I see it. Yeah. I, I, oh, God, I see it. Man. He's got like skinnies before skinny jeans were popular. He drives yeah. like a Harley. Like he's uh-huh. just the coolest dude ever. He probably is the coolest guy in the history of movies. He might this movie. be. This might be it. I'm making yeah. a strong case for Wade Garrett, coolest person ever in any movie. Because not only, I mean, Dalton is this mythical figure who everyone knows sure. and is in awe of. And he, Dalton, his hero is Wade Garrett. Yeah, Dalton has a little bit of a, he's a little nerdy almost. Well, yeah. And he's very like, he's a little pretentious, I think. True. Yeah, like Wade Garrett that. just wants to like fight, drink, fuck, hang out. Be happy, man. Yeah. Got to live his life. Like you said, great head of hair. Salt and pepper. <laughs> yeah. Great. Wavy. Yeah. Wavy. Yeah. Great oh, voice. Man. Mm-hmm. All right. So, but my question, is he a bad friend though? Because he's like st- immediately tries to creep on the doctor. <laughs> like immediately. <laughs> he does, man. And he, and he could have succeeded if he wanted, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, <laughs> I love the part where the Wesley's guys, his goons are out in the loading dock, uh, just beating the shit out of <laughs> Dalton and Wade, Wade just walks up, just like watching him get his fucking ass kicked yeah, he's like, before he steps in. Is he called him Miho? Yeah. Hey, Miho. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's man. the best. Uh, yeah. Maybe it, he's a bad friend, but it's like, you know, it's like a little kid. You got to let your kid learn the hard way. So sure. it's just, uh, it's good. Life lessons, man. Yep. And in that in that scene, in the double do scene, he tells the Memphis story, which yep. I thought you finally get a little glimpse into into the conundrum that is Dalton. Yep. Um, and then 
so I put fight at the double deuce, which I know there's multiple fights at the double deuce, yeah. but it's the big one. It's where they blow up Red's uh, building. They mm-hmm. come back in. Brad is at the at the bar with all his goons, and yeah. it's like a kung fu fight. <laughs> what yeah. is the dude's name who has like the 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 right hand man of, of Wesley that has like Jimmy Jimmy that has like the the crucifix dangly earring? <laughs> yeah. And he starts doing his little kung fu shit with the pool cue. Yeah, man. What I love is that the guy they have lead the team into fight Jimmy is the biggest, slowest dude there. I forget his name. That yeah, the, that dude gives the best facial expressions throughout the whole movie. He does. He's great. <laughs> it's That's the, why you know these little things that just that just add to this movie's value. Right. It, and it just makes this terrible movie really good. Yeah. Little things like that. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, so I like that scene and then it's the ending. So obviously the ending goes on for, and you love when I do this, multiple scenes, but it's hard to, I mean, you have all the way from the, the, they kill Wade. Then they have Mm -hmm. the, he fucking rips out somebody's Adam's apple, which like, is that a real thing? Oh my God. And then doesn't he like just push his body like down the river? He just floats him down the river. (laughs) And then it turns into real fucking like reservoir dogs at the end where everybody's getting shot with shotguns. (laughs) He sticks the fucking knife through the pedal of a car. To like, <laughs> the, also the most '80s thing ever. Yeah. Fucking what's his name? Tink Tinker gets hit by a polar Tinker, bear. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and then what does he say? What happened here? He's like, I don't know. I was trapped behind the bear. <laughs> That's the. Yeah, I mean, I know they were going for maximum ridiculousness there. Uh, that part, it never. I never liked that part. Um, even though it made me chuckle a little bit, but. Yeah, it, it gets real dark at the end. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because as violent as the movie is, it's like tongue and cheek violence. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. end, it's it's again like Reservoir Dogs. It's it's pretty serious. Yeah. All right. So those are the scenes. I can recap them real quick, and then you let me know if you have another any other you want to add. Okay. Uh, Dalton shows up at the double deuce for the first time. Dalton explains the rules. Dalton meets Wesley at his house. Uh, Wade gets to the double deuce fight at the double deuce and the ending. You got any you want to add to that? No. Um... I mean the uh, the sex scene. I mean, not Whoa. that I like. Not that I'm like. Oh, this is really appealing. It's very it's awkward. Just, uh, yeah, but they play Otis Redding right at the start yeah, yeah. of these arms of mine, and so it's like, all right, I'm getting into this. But you're not going to watch that scene. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I just wanted to mention Otis Redding. All right, yep. he's one of my favorites. I'm with you. And that, and an otherwise forgettable scene. You know, it's not like a great love scene or anything like that. But you know. That first of all, that little loft that he rents yep. overlooking the lake. Fuck that! I would love to live. In I that was good. That's one of the questions. Like, what's up yeah. with his loft, <laughs> dude? It's amazing. So I mean, the setting and the music. Uh, it's it's just uh, pretty good. Yeah, except, but that's not my choice. Except for the creepy ex uh, boyfriend lives across the river <laughs> and is watching much. you fuck. Yeah, that was uh, yeah bad. That might no bueno. be a bad area for Dalton. Like, get on Zillow and find something <laughs> else, dude. True. Um, my, I'm going to be a little bit more specific with the ending. I know it all does kind of blend together there, but I just love the fight scene with Dalton and, and, and Jimmy. Um, just so good. Uh, and I think, I think some of this movie, like there's some, some of the cinematography around the lake sure. area throughout the movie is like, I was like, wow, this is actually like pretty good. Is it this good or am I just like trying to point out some things that are actually decent about this movie mm-hmm. in like a film sense? Um, but but I thought the fight choreography was actually like pretty damn good between those two. Yeah, they, they're like um, both sneaky, pretty athletic and like appear to know whatever, 
you know, form of, of fighting that they're doing. Yeah, right. So it doesn't seem faked at all. So I like that. And then, uh, oh, God, my favorite. I'll get to the line in a little bit. I don't want to get <laughs> jump ahead to that category. But And then he fucking rips out his trachea, his Adam's <laughs> apple, with his fingers. And it might be the most unexpected moment in the history of movies that I've seen. It's just... You might be who right. Who the fuck does that? I don't. How does who even thinks to do that? It is amazing. I mean, that's like that's a that's a move that the dude, the villain from Temple of Doom, is kind of doing, but he's doing it with yeah. the heart, right? <laughs> yeah. And Doesn't... and that's like supernatural shit. And there's like the Kalima and all that. It's so I'm like, yeah, this guy could do whatever, anything. He could rip out a fucking heart. Sure. This is just like two dudes in <laughs> in sweatpants in, in the normal world, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and he just rips his fucking throat out. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're the doc, if you're the doctor, aren't you out at that point? I mean, she kind of says she is, but, like, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't she say, like, the, the corny line, like, who's going to protect who's gonna protect us from you or something like that? Yeah, right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I love that she rushes to, like, she's like, she's a doctor. She rushes to see if he's okay. And Guess what? He's not okay. He's <laughs> <laughs> not good. He's not good, Doc. He's got his fucking Adam's apple in his hand. Um, doesn't he too like? Isn't Jimmy riding on like a like a four wheeler? And Patrick Swayze yes. like comes from nowhere and like tackles him. Yeah, that part was so good. <laughs> and I love Jimmy's. He's like laughing. He's got this villainous, corniest, fucking fakest laugh ever after yeah. he blows up uh, Red's. No, not Red's. Emmett's um, place. Yeah. And uh, and then just a dead sprint, flying leap tackle off the ford you know the quad that was that scene is impeccable that's awesome i'm with you my favorite's got to be though when he explains the rules because it just sets up like who this guy is and it's just so bad but so awesome it is that's a great choice it's just um and he patrick swayze does so well in this role yeah i could uh, i mean obviously this all works because of him but that scene sets it all if he if that scene is bad the whole movie's bad i think i'm, I'm with you if, if he doesn't give again for as bad as this movie is he gives a good performance oh yeah believable mm-hmm. and if he's not good if he's not likable i think that's what patrick swayze was always able to do in in all of his roles was he was yeah. very likable yeah so that kind of moves us into the next category standout performance it's only one person like who else are you going to put in this yeah it's patrick swayze like it's p swayze <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Man, damn. All right. So worst, who else though? Worst performance. Who, uh, worst performance. Now that again, it's hard to say in this movie because you're like, all right, it's fucking Roadhouse. Wait a minute. Let's let's give a little bit of love. Sure. To Wade Garrett and Sam Elliott for, for standard performance. I don't think he's in it enough, so he's in it for me later. I mean, he's only in like two scenes. True, but uh, it's a few more than that. But anyway, just just a little extra shout out to, to Sam right. Elliott. All right. Worst performance, I got to go with Kelly Lynch as Doc. First of all, how is she only credited as her name as Doc? This is, again, not her fault, but this character is written pretty poorly. Like, she's a doctor, pretty good at being a doctor, it seems like, mm-hmm. attractive, mm-hmm. smart. Mm-hmm. Why is she chasing this dude around who's a fucking professional bouncer? <laughs> <laughs> because he's Dalton, man. I got Can it. Can you resist? I, I got it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, you, those are very good points. Um and you can really I'm, only give her the name of Doc. <laughs> That's her credited name. Yeah. What is her name? She does have a name in the movie. They say I know, it. yeah, right. But, yeah, they only credit her on IMDb as Doc. I'm going to go with, I think that um, Brad Wesley 
is whose name is Ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara is a great bad guy around this time also in um oh shit why am i drawing a blank what else is he in i don't know oh man he's a great bad guy in uh oh he's in big lebowski of course oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah that's um right. and uh i just i don't he's good maybe it's the same kind of thing you know he's really bad in this and it makes it good like he you really hate him in this movie right but he's not but giving a bad performance i think He's going to go into, for me, he goes into the next category, which is uh, overacting. Like, he's okay. he's yeah. really, really fucking going for it. That's true. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just think, again, for him, you know, you go into the Jamie Foxx Award for overacting. <laughs> yeah. I think it's him. And then you could kind of just put everybody else, too. <laughs> right. Like, hey, let me put every bouncer, everybody but Swayze and Sam Elliott in this. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah, they're all, um, everybody's trying to do too much. I feel like a lot of these people may have never acted before. <laughs> and they're just like told to do something and remember lines. It feels like that kind of level of quality. Okay. Um, and so they're really going for it, which is what the movie kind of asks of them. So, um, yeah, I think he, Wesley, Brad Wesley fits best as uh, overacting uh, more than what I was saying for bad performance. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right, so who did the most of the least? So I got three people. Sam okay. Elliott is Wade Garrett. Okay. The Jeff Healy Band. Actually, Fuck a pretty man. good band. Oh, my God. They're great. Yeah, well, I mean, he's since passed away, but yep. great band. R.I.P. And Sunshine Parker is Emmett. <laughs> Emmett he's is great. the nicest person in this whole movie. Yeah. Man, that's a great trio. Yeah. Um, for, since he's, uh, I'll have to say Sam Elliott, but yeah. the Jeff Healy band, again, a band I'd never heard of, even though they had a pretty hit song yep. um, in the 80s, and it's a great song. Angel Eyes, I think yeah. it is. Um, when I first saw this movie, I was just, the scenes where they were playing, probably my favorite scene, you know, among my favorite scenes, just because they're so good. Yeah, you know what's funny, though, is like if you, so again, rewatching this yesterday and being critical, yeah. The lip syncing in this movie is yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's true. Like they show scenes of him singing and he's like not even singing or strumming <laughs> the guitar. <laughs> and the the scene where they they send up the uh, the brown hair what's her name Carrie? Carrie Ann, yeah. It's it, where she's supposed to be singing oh, is terrible. Man. That can't be her singing either, right? I, it can't be, dude. Yeah. I, yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs> Um, I'm with you though. I got to go Sam Elliott, although I could make a case for Sunshine Parker. First of all, his name's Sunshine Parker. That's and, true. And he has overalls. <laughs> and he and he comes out in the end wearing those those red yes. full body undie, uh, yes. pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> like everything you saw in Looney Tunes movies Correct. Back, the, back in the day. Or Jeff Healy Band. I can make a case for any of them, but because I think uh, Sam Elliott as Wade Garrett is the coolest character maybe in any movie ever, I got to go there. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. So then we have, does this still hold up? So I, like I mentioned earlier, Dalton's pants, pretty rough. <laughs> it's a pretty rough look. Yep. Uh, we got his hair. Man, that's that's top of my list. And then we have Doc's hair too. Kelly, uh, uh, what's her name? Oh yeah, uh, Kelly Lynch with like Kelly the Lynch. huge, the mm-hmm. huge wave. Yeah. Um, we could say the whole movie. Like, does the whole movie <laughs> as like fashion and everything hold up? Mm-hmm. And then the one that's the worst for me is diversity. Yeah, the, it's all the only white people except for. 
Keith David, right? Keith David is the bartender. Is the only one. And I, I don't think he has any lines. <laughs> he he has one about. Uh, I think he asks him about how their supply of oh, Jack Daniels. Yeah, supplies of whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's no bueno. Um, the womanizing and all the yep, all of that. The objectification. That's probably top of the list, of course. But um, yeah, his hair, which was like his essence in these, you know, peak Patrick Swayze. That was like his oh, yeah. hair was one of the big things everyone liked, or at least the women liked, and just kind of fit with the era. Um, so that. But it just looks so bad now. Yeah, it, um, one of the guys literally says, as he's—I don't know if it's his girlfriend or if he's like a pimp—he asks a guy, "Do you want to touch her titties?" Yeah, for twenty dollars. Yeah, <laughs> it's a rough look, dude. It's yeah, it doesn't quite hold up in a lot of ways. <laughs> and then the other thing I had on my list was the smoking, which I know vaping's back, and Ugh. I know that's the bane of Rob Leonard's existence. It is. Um. But just the cigarette smoking, the amount of it was crazy. It's a lot. So it's not a lot quite lot. Uh, nothing you see in movies anymore. No, no, no. All right. Um, so then you have this still holds up. I think Patrick Swayze, man. Like he's still, again, he's still Patrick Swayze. Like you see him. He doesn't look like he ages in any movie. I know he passed away relatively early. I think he was in like 51, 52. Right. But he still looks great in every movie. Yep. And then yep. even though I just said the whole movie doesn't hold up, I'm putting the whole movie holds up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's still so good despite being terrible in a lot of uh, really major ways. Yeah, and yeah, he's. I just kind of struck by it the other night. He's just really, really good in this movie. Yeah, and obviously it's all centered around him and and this persona that he's built up and uh, as this bouncer, but he just sells it perfectly well. Yeah, and it's so fucking good. I'm with you. So the, I know the, the category you like the least. <laughs> what is it? I forgot. <laughs> would this movie be better if Gary Oldman was in it? Oh, my God. And if so, who would he play? Uh, yeah, he could play oh, Brad Wesley. Brad Wesley, of course. <laughs> right? See, I don't hate this category. I hate it when it's... When it's a comedy. Yeah, or, yeah. and <laughs> When it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, and certain movies, I mean, Gary Oldman is a badass. We've said, in, in, I think the last, like, two... I think we said it in Indiana Jones, uh-huh. and I believe we said it in Galaxy Goonies. Quest, which has not come out yet, but it'll uh-huh. be coming out shortly. Um, he doesn't he doesn't fit in those. Yeah, but he fits in this. He does. He'd be great. He'd be fucking great as Brad Wesley. What about as Dalton? <laughs> what? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What about Wade Garrett? No oh, man. Uh, what about the no, owner of the no. Double Deuce? Uh, he, he, you'd be underutilizing his talents. That is true. I'm with you, Wesley. Yep. All right. My personal favorite category, any podcast, most memorable line. This movie has a oh fucking shit God. ton. Maybe the most of any movie. It might be. I'm just going to I'm gonna go through probably six or seven. I know you're going to have a bunch. Mm-hmm. So let's just bang through them. Let's go. <laughs> it used to be a sweet deal. Now it's the kind of place they sweep up the eyeballs after closing. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> I mean, they're ripping out Adam's it. apples. They might be ripping out eyeballs. Who the fuck uh, knows? I thought you'd be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, five times. Pain don't hurt? Come on, man. Oh, my God. Everybody, so these, are, these are just the, you know, these are the, the corny ones that everybody knows. Yeah. Uh, did you ever win a fight? Nobody ever wins a fight. Easy. Yeah. Easy, Patrick Swayze. <laughs> <laughs> Why won't you look me in the eye, Dalton? I'm shy. <laughs> and this is probably my personal favorite. You want to fight Dickless? I sure ain't going to show you my dick. 
<laughs> and then when a man sticks a gun in your face, you got two choices. You can die or you can kill the motherfucker. <laughs> Fucking Sam Elliott, Come man. Come on, dude. All right, what do you got? Oh, man. I don't fly. Too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when can you uh, expect me there? Eh. Right, like whenever. Right. I do what I want. <laughs> Pain don't hurt. So that's such a good one. Um, you bleed too much. <laughs> I think the only time in, before the end of the movie where you see like anger in his eyes is when he, uh, the guy's command, the guy with the blade at the end of his boot. Oh, yeah. Says, we just want to have a good time. He says, you're too stupid to have a good time. And he's got this fucking look and he's like, he's just going to beat the shit out of <laughs> these guys. He takes the dude's boot off and throws it on the roof of the double dudes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then the best line in the history of movies... I used to fuck guys like you in prison. <laughs> that is a good one. Oh, I didn't. Man. I knew you were gonna have that one. Yeah. I didn't want I to mean, put it. Down. What does that say about me? <laughs> that or I eat, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat yep. pieces of shit oh, like man. you eat pieces of shit for breakfast. No. <laughs> uh, That's such a good line. I gotta go just because you know everybody says it. I gotta go with pain don't hurt. Yeah, that is the quintessential line. Yeah, but I do like you want to fight, Dickless. I sure ain't going to show you my dick. Huh. Oh, man. I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. I mean, it is. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited that my mother-in-law and my wife are sitting on the other side of the door, and I hope that they hear me saying that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You've uh, got some explaining to do, if so. you got some explaining to do. All mm-hmm. right. The Samwise Gamgee Award for Biggest Wet Blanket, it's Dalton. Oh, yeah. Dalton, I mean, look. Dudes just want like he doesn't let you fuck when you're on you're on your lunch break, okay? <laughs> he doesn't let you steal from the till. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let you sell drugs. Like what the fuck's this guy letting you do? He drinks black <laughs> coffee, right? He ain't having fun. Yeah, I mean, this place just wants to be what it's what it's meant to be. You know, the double deuce seems like it's meant to be a, a hellhole where everybody just wreaks havoc on on the public. But um, yeah, it's it's a place that they sweep up the eyeballs after closing, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so Dalton, he sure seems like a wet blanket because nobody else in this movie is a wet blanket. Nobody Everybody's else is even to trying it. to do shit. Even even Wade Garrett's trying to have fun. Right, yeah. He just wants to keep drinking. Just drinking and, and working at the boot, at the at the, at the the strip club. Until Rambo stabs him in the fucking chest. Dude. <laughs> that, that knife, that's an impressive knife. That's a serious knife. R.I.P. Yep. Wade Garrett. Not Wade Garrett. Yes, Wade Garrett. Why am I yeah. tripping? Hey, didn't, didn't you... Uh, very rudely rename this award the Damien Award. Yeah, but I'm not going to do that to my guy. Okay, that's good. It's not his fault. He was a wet blanket at Comic Con. He just didn't have any fun. <laughs> he tried. Well, he was there for eight hours, so <laughs> I, I get it. And I, I mean, to I, be fair, again, he was with me, and I'm I'm a lot sometimes, and and yeah. you know the group can probably be a lot, and he's super low key, so yeah. I get it. You know, he just wanted he just wanted some DQ and to say hi to Violet real quick and then yeah, split. And we got none of that. But he's coming back in I think a month, so we're going to be getting DQ and, and saying hi to Violet. That's good. All right. What do you did wish? You know, what are you going to say? Do you, uh, one one little bit of sure. trivia that um, I found this movie and this means nothing and it's not even that cool. But this was released <laughs> ten years to the day before uh, Phantom Menace was released, May nineteenth, nineteen eighty nine. What's a better movie? This. 100%. I'm, and even even the yeah, that's what's so sad about Phantom Menace. This movie is bad and it's still better than Phantom Menace. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Would you. Would you agree? Yeah, th- this is better than Phantom Menace. It's yeah. much more watchable than Phantom Menace. Yeah. 
it doesn't feel, and this sounds ridiculous because we just talked about how dated it feels, it doesn't feel as dated as Phantom Menace. Because you can That's say, true. like, yes, this was made in the 80s. Like, it's supposed to be like this. Phantom mm-hmm. Menace doesn't have a time period, but it, because the effects are so bad, the writing is so bad, you're like, this is, this is, this feels so dated. Yep. Phantom That's Menace to point. me, not to go off on a tangent, feels older than the original Star Wars. Yeah, and I just watched it recently with Indy, and um, I, yeah, that's exactly right, because we'd seen the, I mean, I, I know the trilogy, the first trilogy really well, of course, but um, we watched that one pretty recently, too, and that's a good that's a good point. Yeah, did he Definitely like it? Phantom Menace? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. You know, it has some things that appeal to a six-year-old. Sure. Um, the pod racing was cool, and I think he thought Jake Lloyd was, you know, he, he anything that has a younger kid in it, he drawn to in some way so he liked it i think he liked it quite a bit good maybe his favorite before that was a new hope i think um the emperor in return of the jedi was a bit intense for him and uh i think he was not quite the right age for to appreciate empire yeah that's a he will that's a dark movie heavy dialogue yeah 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 that's good i mean anything that they're i think any kid Getting the youth, any of them, into Star Wars is a good thing. Whether it's you know the prequels or mm-hmm. the new movies, animated, whatever, I think it's important that they enjoy it and keep that keep it going. Even the Last Jedi. Even the Last yeah. Jedi, man. Even the Last Jedi. <laughs> I know you like it. I got to send you a video of uh, a guy who breaks down like he's in the industry and he breaks down parts of the last jedi especially he's a stuntman and he breaks down mm-hmm. that big fight which i enjoy the fight but then he breaks it down in a way that shows how daisy ridley and adam driver actually don't know what the fuck they're doing and how the stuntmen have to like pa- keep pausing and they have to change oh. their action so it's not as fluid as you would think it is just super interesting whether you like the movie or not looking at it from that view was really interesting because oh. i like that scene yeah i know you've said you like that scene yeah. but Please don't send it to me and destroy a part of a movie that I really like right. for no reason other than you want to drag the movie down. Uh, it's not because I want to drag that movie down specifically. It's because yeah. I think I think that stuff's interesting. It is. It is. I, know. I get what you're uh, saying. Are you going to be on the pod with Rob and I where we review that movie like we're doing now? Long form discussion. I'd be happy to. It seems like that's more in your wheelhouse. You guys are the big bigger Star Wars folks than everyone else, but um but, I'm down to discuss that movie. I like it a lot. Well I mean you and I did do the Star Wars Harry Potter pod yeah. and I know you like Star Wars a ton and I think that having somebody who really likes the movie will be good and maybe you can uh, convince me otherwise. I think you're pretty entrenched in your view <laughs> there, but uh does Rob like it? That's a good question. Rob generally likes most things. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I think he's he's like he likes it more than he dislikes it. Okay. I think that for a Star Wars movie, he's not overly thrilled about it, but I think he, I don't think he, he dislikes it as much as he dislikes maybe some of the prequels. But even those, I think he thinks are still like enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. Which is a great way to live your life. Don't be so it negative is, like I am. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I know. All right. So what do, what do you wish there was more of in this movie? So I only have two things Wade Garrett mm-hmm. and then Memphis. Like the Memphis story intrigues me about yeah. how Patrick Swayze was having sex with some somebody's wife and they found out and he had to kill the dude <laughs> a little flashback of something something like something. that would be would have been nice yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah i like that I, I hadn't thought of that but I, I can co-sign that and then uh you know i think this movie delivers the perfect amount of what it gives you okay 
and I don't know if that makes sense, but I don't feel like anything's missing. It's already a bit ridiculous in a lot of ways, so I don't, uh, I think if they tried to insert more, it would have ruined it, okay. maybe. So, yeah, I'm good with just a little more Wade Garrett, a little more a, Sam Elliott. It's a bit, the movie's, a, watching it again, it's a bit long. Yeah. I Yeah, the wrap-up scene, I, I was expecting those to come a bit sooner Yeah, um, this time around. It's it's over two hours long, or it's right around two hours long, and for like an yeah. 80s action movie, you're like, all right, this feels like it should be like an hour and a half. Yep. Yeah, it tries to get a bit, you know, philosophical and, and mm. important. Um in certain spots. So yeah, that's that's a good. Yeah. All right. So I think probably the easiest question we have here, whose movie is this? Peace Wazy. It's got to be Peace Wazy. I put the 80s because it really is, again, like a time capsule of like yeah. the perfect 80s action movie or what you expect the 80s action movie to be. More mm-hmm. so than even like Die Hard, something like that. Because yeah. Die Hard, you're not dealing with like the over-the-top fashion True. and cars and music. Um I gotta go, with Patrick Swayze, but I think you could make a case that this might this movie might just be like belong to the '80s. Yep, that's uh, that's fair, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with P. Swayze All right. though. All right, so last question. Unless you have anything else you want to add to this, sir. I've got nothing. Roadhouse, underrated, overrated, properly rated. Recap the uh, the Rotten Tomato scores: 39% audience. Excuse me, 39% critics, 66% audience where you it's vastly underrated um just vastly underrated this movie is i i I, on my 10 point scale i give this movie an eight which feels a bit high because it's not a good movie maybe i'm at a seven i could be talked down to a seven but i i I think this movie is uh that's a really good movie yeah i'm with you i think this movie is underrated i think this movie is important for what it is. I think it's important for Patrick Swayze. I mean, Patrick Swayze only has three, probably three or four, what, really big movies, Ghost, Point Break, mm-hmm. um, Dirty, Dirty Dancing, Dancing, and this. And I think that for who he is, and he was like a mega star, I think this movie yeah. is important to his career. I think also that it's underrated because it's become like a cult classic. This movie yep. didn't do much money at the beginning. and was panned by critics, but it's become like a classic. Classic like, um, like cable TV movie. Yeah. And oh, I think yeah. it's classic for people of our age. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a little underrated. But, I mean, I, I understand why it got 33% from from critics. But you have to know what yeah. you're getting into. True. And is he – I'm looking at his IMDb now. I know, like you mentioned, he was in um, The Outsiders. Yeah. He was in, he was in Red Dawn, yep. which I don't uh, remember him too much. I've only seen that movie a couple times way back then. Sure. He's not really in anything. No. That's what I'm saying. He only it, has really like three or four big movies. It's like his, other than those four or five movies, is his next biggest thing like the Chippendales scene on SNL with Chris Farley? It might be. <laughs> it might be. Because like Red Dawn is, I think of that as like a Tom Cruise movie. Right. Outsiders, I think of it as like a like an ensemble. Yeah. So it might be the Chippendales. Wait, wait. No, Red Dawn. What am I thinking of? Uh, Tom Cruise isn't in that. Wasn't Wasn't he? No, that's Leah Thompson. Who else is in that? Charlie Sheen's in Charlie that. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So. But yeah. Yeah, I think it might be the the Chippendales. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you, What do you think is his best movie though, and best character out of Point Break, Dear, Dirty Dancing, Ghost, and this? Hmm. 
I haven't seen Ghost in a long time, mm-hmm. but really liked it. Um, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg really like steals that show, though. She won the Academy she, Award for that movie. True. I wouldn't say Point Break. Mm. Um, mm, it's, mm, I mean, this mm. it's when I th- when I hear Patrick Swayze, I think of Dalton. I think sure. of this movie. But what's that's odd because I didn't see this movie till I was like twenty five or seven. So before that, it would probably be Dirty Dancing, actually. Yeah, I I think that people would associate him most with Dirty Dancing. Um, because you're you're getting both demographics there. For me, though, my favorite movie he's in, and I think I always remember him as Bodie. So it's yeah. got to be. I, I point blank, I don't think is a bad movie though in the way I think uh, Roadhouse is. I think Point Break yeah. is an actually really well done uh, action eighties movie mm-hmm. by a you know yep. by a a director who's been nominated for Academy Awards, and if I'm yeah. not mistaken, has won an Academy Award. Yeah. All right, buddy. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think that it's underrated. I know you said you think it's underrated. Um, but, yeah, that's all I got, man. You got anything else? No, it's a great movie. If you see it, if you haven't seen it, uh, <laughs> I don't – do you think people who watch – who haven't seen this, like, pre the Me Too era can watch this movie and enjoy it? Well, above that, I was going to ask, do you think – if you were to show – I mean, I don't know how many people – who you work with, if you work with, like, 20-year-olds. Do you think you could show a 20-year-old this movie and what they would think of it? Man. They got to think it's just terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it'd I don't just know. be – yeah, it would be um, – people would probably question their <laughs> relationship to you, whatever that relationship sure. might be, if you recommend this movie – and they haven't seen it unless you yeah. preface that hey it's a it's like it's such a bad movie it's so good but yeah, yeah. all right yeah yeah buddy all right well i got Thanks, nothing man. else man it was fun yeah but, i mean i'll just say i'll just end it with pain don't hurt pain don't hurt never does <laughs> all right buddy we'll do it again okay all right later all right. All right, guys, that's the uh, the Roadhouse podcast. Thanks to Tyler for being on. Thanks to you guys for listening. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I think we explained pretty well that it might not hold up great uh, in, in 2019, but I think it's also just kind of a, a ridiculously important movie to watch and kind of see where we were as uh, as film, where film was at in the, in, the, in the late 80s. And again, especially if you like Patrick Swayze, you got to check it out. Uh, give us a follow on facebook and twitter at morning geekdom you can also follow us on instagram at the morning geekdom you can use those five star reviews on apple podcasts give us a subscribe on stitcher soundcloud spotify podbean and google podcasts and we will do it again next week shout out to gary Oldman.